This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from... Hey, everybody. Hi. We're doing it again! Here we are. Welcome to the show, It Happened One Year, 1994. It's time. It's time for us to record an episode. <laughs> I checked my watch, and you know what it said? Go record an episode. It, did. it was like, have you closed all your podcasting rings for the day? <laughs> That's how I knew. We, we had not. We had Actually, not. I checked with my husband, and he said, uh, it's time to record an episode. Because we have nothing in the can. Oh. Our backlog of episodes that was once a very significant thing. And for most of that first year, uh, completely evaporated through the six weeks of editing on the Baseball Humbug episode. <laughs> and we have never quite caught back up. No, but I mean, that's why you record ahead like, so that by the end you're tracking about on pace, which is exactly what we're doing. Well, that's true. But now we're like, we're recording this and it's going to have to come straight out. And yeah. assume, assuming nothing has gone crazy, this should be the 50th episode. Woohoo! Our 50th episode of It Happened One Year, right here, tucked in almost at the end of season one. Uh, yes. Which again, if everything goes according to plan, should be 52 or 53 episodes, I think. Yeah. Talking about a completely unremarkable topic, video games. Well, <laughs> it's not something that I would say you and I are overly equipped to discuss, but I, it's it's at least something that we both have some familiarity with. Like if it was yes. like, you know, we got to cover this thing from 1994, but it was like, you know, the best brand of automobiles. We weren't driving in 94. We have nothing no. to go on with that. No. You know, we only we no. did, already did that Dodge Neon episode. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> Um, but yeah, we are going to talk about uh, some video game stuff. Um, yeah. Explain how we actually prepared for this episode, because most of the time we just look stuff up on the internet, kind of spitball our take on things or where it, fill, it falls with us. But what did we do for this one? Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it came up. I think I think I'm going to tell the story and you can tell me if I'm not remembering it correctly from three days ago. Ah. But we have a Nintendo Switch and we were browsing the Super Nintendo games on the Switch and we realized that they actually catalog it by games that came out in 1994. And so, oh, no, that's not how it came up. That's not accurate. <laughs> it came up because Joe discovered. Well, you know, what? I don't, I don't want to tell that story. Should we should we do this over? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to try to like set like we were doing a normal type podcast where like one of us has a topic and the other one like we'll talk and then we go back and forth. And what you did instead was to just be like, uh, you started lying and then you just gave up. <laughs> well, I got that hard wrong. Okay. All right. What I meant for you to say was we actually yes. played some of these games. That we was did. what I was trying to set you up for. It not explaining like why we're doing this at all. God damn it, you're going to leave all of this in, aren't you? It's all staying. <laughs> Where you just straight lied, but. lied to the listeners, the littles <laughs> out there who have come to us for information 
and for a source of truth and you just lied in their faces and then like you just gave up you were just like nope i have no idea <laughs> i couldn't remember how it came up i forgot okay, that it so- actually came up okay so yes okay we discovered in preparing for this episode we're not going to tell you how we thought of doing this episode joe will tell you later so i'm, I'm just going to hold that back but to prepare for the episode we discovered that the nintendo switch will allow you to look at games this for the super nintendo in particular that came out in 1994 like it's got the little year and so we went to the games that are on the super nintendo and we said well, let's play some of these games uh so we played several five four, five, five or six of these games. In fact, last night got so into one of the games that I had to rip Joe away from it so that we could eat dinner. Um, And we couldn't then record the episode, which is what we meant to do. Yes, because we played that game for too long. Yeah. Well, let's just start there. Let's start. I mean, I'll explain why uh, any of this happened. This episode clearly was not supposed to be this, but we kind of end up having to do it this way. So where we kicked off, and this I believe is, I'm going to throw it to you again, something I think you have. Oh what were the best-selling games of 1994? Oh, is this all platforms or is this just the Super Nintendo? Uh, this is all platforms. So we, so I was a Super Nintendo person growing up. We had Nintendo consoles, so that's what I know. We, I'm still a Nintendo person. We have a Switch. Like we had a Wii. I, ha- I was the only person I know that had a GameCube. Joe bought me a GameCube for the period of time that I lived by myself when I lived in Chicago, and he didn't. Years after and- the GameCube was anything. Oh, I I literally don't know anyone else that had one, and uh, the the games were like little mini CDs. It was real weird, but yeah. um, but enjoyable. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. And so in 1994, the Nintendo, uh, the Super Nintendo was hot. It was not the best-selling console of 1994. That was the Sega Genesis, um, which I believe you had, right? I was a Sega Genesis person. Yeah, I yeah. I don't even really know why. I just sort of missed the Super Nintendo because yeah. I feel like it predated it by like a year, and yeah. then. I had an, I mean, I had a Nintendo. That was the only thing there was in the late eighties. No, I don't, yeah. I didn't know anybody who had a Sega, but there is a Sega was a thing, but I did yeah. get a Genesis and the Genesis had this little thing you could stick on top of it that would play old Sega games. So I actually did have a few Sega games oh. and that's my whole familiarity, but I never had a Super Nintendo. Interesting. Yeah. It's sad. The Super Nintendo was the best. It is my favorite console of all time. It had the best games. And one of my very favorite games was the best selling game of 1994 for the Super Nintendo, which was Donkey Kong Country, which is the game that I had to tear Joe away from playing last night because yeah. it's a fun game. Still holds up. I mean, oh. I know I had played it, but I don't think I had played it in a long time. And even then, I think it was because you liked it. I mean, we must yeah. have had it for some other system. Was it? Do we have it for the Wii maybe or something? Remember the Wii? Uh, you could download old games. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't remember having it for the Wii, but I do remember playing it on the Switch. Like yeah. I felt like that was the, fr- but that may not have been the first time we rediscovered it. I, th- I'm pretty sure it's on. Joe got me. It was really popular one year. It was like a little, like it looked like a little mini Super Nintendo, and it came with games preloaded. I feel like Donkey Kong Country was on there too, could so be. I think we probably played it there. But Super Mario World, which was not 1994, was like the best Mario game there ever was. It's it's a great great system. But no, Donkey Kong Country is super fun and a little hard, but like manageable. Um, and so we were playing it the other night, and I remember like I feel like as a kid we rented it a whole bunch of times, and then yeah. my parents finally bought it for us because we used to rent games for the. We used to rent video games all the time, but I loved that game. I played it to death when I was a kid. Loved it. I I always forget that renting video games was a thing, but like, I remember, I I can't even now remember if it was like renting Nintendo games or if I rented Genesis games. It must've been both a little bit, but like Blockbuster just had video games and that was that thing. It was the greatest. I forgot about that. Like that was, that was the best. Yeah. I liked that way better than than renting because you would get it and you would play it. And because I was never very good, 
we could have it for a weekend or whatever, three days or however long you run something for. And I would reach my limit of how I like how good I was at the game. Like we in Donkey Kong Country in one night got to like the second world, like the second level and then basically couldn't go any further. Um, so so that's about my that's about how far I can go in games. That was basically how we did all the games tonight. <laughs> basically, yes. anything we played was like we played it more or less until we had to we would have had to look something up. Yeah. But I think this also speaks to you and me, is that you and I are not great at video games. I, I, I never really liked video games that weren't sports games. I always thought sports games were fun because you had the beginning and the end and you just knew how long it was going to be. Yeah. Where when I was younger, like open world games of just doing stuff, yeah. I would just get somewhere and get frustrated and then I didn't bother to keep playing it. So yeah. there were so many games I bought that I, like even as a kid, that I would buy and then play for a week and then that was it. And then like you spent all this money on this game. So renting yeah. games was way better. Yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't any good. good at games. Yeah. I mean, the only time that I really like made a lot of progress on games is when I was living at home because not only would my mom, my mom liked video games. Like, so she and I would play like Super Mario for the Super Nintendo uh, to death. And like, she would wait for me to come home to like finish boards and stuff from nice. school. But then the other thing was my brother lived, still lived at home until he was, I'm not going to say how old, but he still lived at home. And so when he would like, but he was always out doing stuff. But when he was home, we would be like, we need you to, to pass this board for us and then right. we could keep playing and so yeah so so that worked but since then anything i've had to try and do on my own i i don't have very little patience for but i do enjoy it. fair yeah my mom played like tetris she played yeah. some games for the atari we had like mm -hmm. missile command i remember her playing in like centipede uh, and a couple little games but like but again like Video games were such a novel thing in the early yeah. 80s that I feel like adults playing them wasn't a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not weird now either, but it seems like there was an era where just like if you were over 30 playing video games, it seemed strange. Yeah. And I don't know now if that's actually a thing or not. I, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, I didn't. I remember we all played Duck Hunt a lot when we yes. first got the Nintendo. Everybody loved yes. Duck Hunt, but yes. it was the game that came with it. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great. When my mom, one of the times that she was trying to quit smoking, they like she bought herself or my dad bought her like not a Game Boy, but like a handheld Sega. Maybe mm. was that a thing? Maybe um, some sort of handheld game. And I remember being like, I didn't get one of those. <laughs> like what a rip. Like how does my mom get her own like personal gaming console? And I don't get one. Yeah. But it was like to keep her hands busy. I never had a Game Boy either until you and yeah. I had Game Boys, didn't we, at one point? Oh, we did. I don't know whatever happened to those, but we I remember no. I don't even know when that was. Was that when we were in, in Scranton still? I think we bought them in Scranton, yeah. Yeah. I think they were the Game Boy Advance. But why did we correctly. buy them? Was there a game we wanted or something? I have no idea. I really don't remember. Like I just I know we had them and I have no idea where they are. If we we might still have them somewhere, but I don't know. I, but I was, yeah. I feel I like was we never a handheld video game person. It just it seemed too it yeah. seemed too isolating somehow, like being sitting around people and playing video games. I was like, yeah. if I'm going to sit in my room, I could just play on the TV. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, same. Donkey Kong Country, though. Donkey Kong Country. But it does have what I was telling Joe last night is my favorite board of any game I've ever played, which is this board where you like enter the world and then you like get right in a mine and you have to like you're in a mine cart and you have to like jump. And, and whatever and i think it is so fun it's very temple it's so of doom great. it's it's pretty fun like uh we couldn't yeah. be that was i think the game we that was the board we got to and we just stopped but yeah but we i think with a little more effort we yeah. could have got there i felt like we were figuring it out okay so that was the top selling game of 1994 next was street fighter 2 which was multi-platform okay then there was a final fantasy game final fantasy 6 which was on the super nintendo yeah, I was never a Final Fantasy person either. No. It was just those games were a little too a little too big for me. 
Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat 2 nice. was a multi-platform. Pretty sure I and, had that for the Genesis. Yep, yep. And then for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo was NBA Jam. Is that the oh. Jordan game or is that different? No, NBA different. Jam. Remember when we rented that house? Yeah. In, in Tennessee, yes. they had NBA Jam, which was just two on two. That somehow NBA Jam has worked its way onto the show already because I know I did. I used some of the sound from that for some game, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember either, but um, yeah, but yeah, they had like a like an actual like an actual game. cabinet, like a yeah, an upright video game in that house that we rented. That I yeah. don't think had had some other video game too. It had maybe Miss Pac Man or something. Yes, yes, I yeah. think that's right. Okay, also number six, Sonic Three and Knuckles for the Genesis. Yeah, I think Sonic Three was like the big Genesis game that year. Was it? As far as like, because Gen- because Sonic was only a Genesis thing back then, and then I don't know how somehow Sonic ended up over in like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics and stuff, but that was a pretty exclusive Genesis thing for a long time. Um, number seven was Madden NFL '95. When the cover of the game didn't have a player on it, it just had John Madden. Still John Madden back then. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. John um, Madden. Okay, so that's number seven. And now we're going to talk about number eight, which is a game we actually played tonight. And that is Super Metroid. Oh, man. Super Metroid. So I I think I've beaten the original Metroid, I think. And like I have, I did not beat many games as a kid because <laughs> again, I wasn't any good at them. I've still never beat Mario One, which everyone oh in the God. world has beaten. But I beat two and three, but I never beat one for some reason. I think it is. I think by the time I was playing it, two was already out, and two's way better. So I just gave up on one. But I'm pretty sure I beat Metroid, and uh, and Super Metroid is pretty fun. I I mean, we got to a point where we got, didn't know what else to do, and I think we got so we stopped. But yeah, but that game holds up. That's fun. Yeah, I like that it like when you find the like the ball that lets you roll into a ball because like you you can be a regular guy for a while and then you find like a special thing and it allows you to roll under stuff. It's exactly le- like it's shaped even though like the scene is exactly like the original game. Like it's yeah. the, the blocks are set up in the same way and the balls in the same place. So like I was like, oh, this is where it is because I've seen this before. We also had that game. I rarely beat anything. Um, so I, I don't think I got very far in it, but I played it a lot just like the same things over and over again again because yeah. I was pretty bad. There was a point in time when I had the TV like after we had the Super Nintendo, I had the like I had a TV in my bedroom and my parents put the regular Nintendo in my bedroom. Nice. So I played I played that. I played a lot there <laughs> there was a Nintendo game that was about it was like helping kids learn to count and read like an, a little kids game. Yeah. Uh from like Sesame I think it was called Sesame Street 1 2 3 or something like that. And even though I was Far too old for that game. <laughs> but Grover was cute. And so I played it a lot. And I won every time because I nice. could count and read. Nice. Well done, honey. Played a lot of that game. But yeah, no, I think uh, I thought Super Metroid was fun. I, uh, I I think we've played that probably too. I mean, we've had this for a couple of years, the Switch. Mm-hmm. And we had this thing downloaded that had all these yeah. other games in it. But there's a lot of those games we've never played because I never heard of them or I never knew what they yeah. were. And some of the other games we played fall into this category. Just, I have no idea what they were. But... Before we continue with this, the yes. reason we did this episode, I, I had on the list a thing that I wanted to cover, and it doesn't really work anymore because it has been sort of solved since then. But when we started doing the show like a year ago, I had read a story about the Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball game from 94. And when that game came out, the deal with it is that they had the rights to use team names and certain like Major League logos. 
but they didn't have a deal with the players union. So they couldn't use any player names except for Griffey. Cause his name is, is, you know, on the game. So where they could have just created a bunch of nonsense and just been like, Oh, this team, you know, it's all just made up of Smiths and Jones and, you know, just generic names. Instead, they got real creative with the teams and who they had as the different teams. But then there were certain teams that no one knew why the names were the way they were. And that was always kind of the weird mystery with this game was this like some of them are obvious and some of them are just, you know, a bunch of ramp, but clearly names that have some meaning. They weren't just pulled out of the air. They thought, but no, they wouldn't know for sure. But since we've been doing this show, various interviews have come up with the creators and they have solved all of these mysteries. So none of this is now a mystery anymore. And so this isn't really a good basis for an episode, but if you're not familiar with the game, some of the teams are really fun. And so I wanted to kind of go through them, but Sarah said it wouldn't be interesting. <laughs> I just named a bunch of people that are on this game and she's right. But something that I think is fun. So, so I thought through this, maybe while we talk about some of these other games, yeah. I can throw in a few, a team here and there. I mean, my favorite, uh, again, so back then they had, I think, 28 teams. It was before the first, ex the second expansion. So is that right? Yeah, because the Rockies and the Marlins are in this game. But my favorite team, my favorite team in this game and in real life is the Boston Red Sox. So they made, they have a Boston Red Sox team that is made up of stuff in Boston. So there's like, uh, you know, G Monster for the Green Monster. There's <laughs> B Habba. For Boston Harbor, there's B College, so it's kind of generic. But a, a couple of these, a couple of these cities have just landmarks and stuff. Yeah. But what they also have on their in their pitching rotation, they've got S Malone, N Peterson, C Clavin, D Chambers, and weirdly W Woody. I don't know where they went wrong there, but, <laughs> but that was that was the cheers group that they they thought to round out their pitching staff. I mean, honestly, the biggest miss there is that there isn't an E Pantuso because that's the best part of the whole show. Right? Isn't that weird? Like that he's the actual baseball player and they were like, yeah, no. Because then again, it's like, and the thing is that this game has full rosters. So there's 700 players in the game and only one of them is named after a real person. <laughs> it's named after a real baseball player. Oh my God. Um, because then as their as their batters, they use a bunch of founding fathers. They have, uh, they have a John Adams. They have an Alexander Hamilton. They got an Aaron Burr. Sir. And the people's statistics, the statistics that line up with these these names do correspond to actual players from the previous <laughs> year. So Aaron Burr is the great Mo Vaughn, which I think is fun. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and this this is consistent across all of the games. So I yeah. think that's that's pretty good. But other teams have like, you know, a, there's a bunch of fun random stuff. There's some one team that's just superhero alternate identities, and there's a couple teams of writers and a couple teams of punk rockers. And I just, I think this is a wonderful thing. And again, I didn't have this game, so I didn't know any of this. But even in 94, I would have been like, oh my God, I can bring Diane Chambers out of the pen to try to strike some guys out. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. I think we had that game. Like when we look back at the, there was, we definitely had a baseball game. And when we were looking at some of the video, like it looks like the game I remember. But yeah. of course, I don't remember any of that. Like... A lot of baseball games from the early 90s have very similar graphics and gameplay. So it's possible yeah. it wasn't yeah. that, but it, it could have been that. You had that could've system. Been. So, you know. Yeah. So I do want to keep us moving on the list of the top 10, but let's revisit this. We'll jump back in. I've got some other teams that I really like, but I'm not going to list every player on every team. Excellent. You're probably right. People probably don't want to hear that. 
But if they do want to hear it, maybe we'll put out a supplemental episode of me just naming players. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> let us know if you want the extra bonus episode of Joe just listing names of people who are on base were on baseball teams in the 1994 video game. You yes. All right. Let's what see. was number? What was the ninth best selling game? The ninth best selling game was for Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, and it was a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. Oh, which makes sense because the Power Rangers were like the bomb in 1994. And then the 10th game was something called J League Excite Stage 94 Mm. uh, in parentheses Capcom Soccer Shootout. So it was a very poorly named game. Um, Is that is that it's not the Justice League playing soccer, is it? (laughs) What is J League? It is the only game on the top 10 that doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Interesting. So I actually don't know what it was. Ah, this is uh, the rich insight that we always bring to the episode. <laughs> Damn it. We were just talking about this the other, like before where we were going to take clips from the show. Other people would like start sending clips of the show around for some reason. And it would just be us saying we don't know things. Uh, no, it is not the Justice League playing soccer. It is guys playing soccer. Good. That was the 10th best selling game of the year. Yeah. Wow. It does look familiar. Like, I feel like we might have rented it. I don't think we owned it, but it is there's they play soccer. Okay. I was never good at sports video games, as Joe can tell you. We used to play some sort of football game on some system. I don't remember what that was. And every time I would play, I would just fake a punt. Yeah, that was your favorite move. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's also that you're you have a bad poker face when it comes to these sorts of things. So I'd be like, <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna punt? And you'd be like, oh, and then you'd fake that punt. <laughs> Or if you somehow got some yards, you would then also fake the field goal just to do it. (laughs) Yeah. My problem was like sports games required intricate button sequences. That was never my thing. Mm. Like I could hold run and jump like that I can do. But like X, Y triangle for, you know, throw it to the guy on the end. I don't know. Not my thing. No, I, I liked sports games just because, again, they were short and you know, if you played it enough times, you sort of just figured it out. And but I would get like on a game and then stay with that game for years. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't ke- like get New Year's of Madden or things like that. Like I liked yeah. Tech Mobile from back in the day. <laughs> and uh, but no, I would get on a game and just stick with that game. Like I played yeah. Triple Play '97 for the PlayStation for years. Like and it was, I believe, already beyond that when I got it. Like I think I I probably got that '98 or '99. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was so good at it that I would just destroy. T- like I would play whole seasons and be 161 and one, like just crushing people. But like that was fun. <laughs> was it? Where, well, because and I'd buy, I'd play like on. I wouldn't even. I don't think I played on the easiest thing, but I'd play like on medium. I wasn't playing hard. Like I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care about the challenge of it. It was just fun, you know. Like that's <laughs> what like the kind of video games I I still play to this day aren't hard games. It's just like like Grand Theft Auto type games where you just kind of drive around and like just do shit, like pick up items. Like I'm not solving anything or doing anything overly complicated. Like uh, I believe we've already mentioned on this uh, in the pandemic episode, how many hours of Animal Crossing I've played. So not a complicated I feel you. game. Not complicated. Yeah. No drama. Okay. So we played several 1994 games that were not on the top 10 list. Joe, what was your favorite of the remaining games? Um, well, so we played a little bit of Super Punch-Out, which, you know, just picking up and playing it, we weren't great at. <laughs> I never beat the original Punch-Out either, and that was a game I owned. But I, the thing with Punch-Out was that it was always such a specific trick to beating every person that if you just knew how to do those things, you could usually 
just do it fairly easily. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I never, I don't even know if I got in plate and fought Mike Tyson that many times, but I never beat him. And you, yeah. even like at friends' houses, I never beat him. And in this game, it was something similar. Like we, we both fought the first guy whose name was something like Buddy Guy. It wasn't Buddy Guy. What was his name? Like Gassy Joe. What was that guy's yeah. name? <laughs> Man, it was Cassie Joe. It was he dumb. was he was the old French guy. Yeah, it, the he characters was... aren't the same as from the original one. Glass Joe is the is the first character yeah. in in the original Punch Out, but it, it wasn't French him. Joe. It, he was literally in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, and he beat Sarah. God damn it! And then I beat him. But then my, the second guy, who was just like a big fat guy wearing overalls, I lost to that guy. Yes. Yeah, because there was some trick to beating him that I couldn't figure out. Yeah, and then so, we stopped playing. <laughs> did you enjoy Super Punch Out? Was that a... no? I did not enjoy it. No, no. Again, no, because half he, a sports the, game. Here's my issue: you punch him, he blocks. He punch you, it hurts. I don't, I don't understand that. Like you could have blocked. I did not figure out how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Adapting the button combinations from the Super Nintendo for the Switch is a little tricky. A little tricky. It's not yeah. that tricky, but it's a little well, I, tricky. Like, I couldn't figure out how to throw different types of punches. There's, yeah. Apparently, you could throw hooks and stuff. Couldn't figure that out. <laughs> so, so that didn't work. Yeah. Um, no, I was not a big fan of Super Punch-Out. And then we played some terrible racing game. Um, oh, I didn't even play that because it, yeah. it made me ill. It had really generic graphics, and I, I, I don't even remember the name of it. It was nothing it special. It looked worse than a regular Nintendo game. Came out in yeah. 1994. It had a very pole positioning like way that it moved, like the yeah. way the camera moved. Yeah. But also like it was this the physics of it were crazy. Like you I was you were yeah. driving like a monster truck and like you would hit a wall and it would kind of fly apart and then come back together. It was dumb. Yeah. It wasn't not my favorite. I game. feel like the graphics look like like you know how you see like renderings of what will become a video game where everything's all yeah. like squares and triangles? Like I felt like it was like that. Yeah, it was pretty remedial. Um yeah. Hey, they can't all be winners. And again, 1994, you know, what's the most advanced? Like, Donkey Kong Country has, like, super graphics for 1994. Yeah. yeah. And now it still looks terrible. Like, everything looks terrible. <laughs> like, that's just that's just what it was. Uh, they did their best. But you know what probably didn't look terrible? Ken Griffey Jr.'s 1994 lineup for the Anaheim Angels. Oh, my God. Uh, they, I believe, were still the California Angels back then and featured such uh, luminaries as uh, Chuck Finley, uh, Steve Frey, Somebody named Stan Javier. But the people replacing them on this team are a bunch of Hollywood legends. Yes. Uh, actors and directors. You have a John Houston. You could bring Orson Welles out of the pen. Oh, my God. Uh, D.W. Griffith. Victor Fleming. Uh, Spencer Tracy. Jimmy Stewart. Fred Astaire plays first base. Come on. What? You kidding me? You got Clark Gable in the outfield. And you need a little pop off the bench. Chuck Heston. He'll come right in. <laughs> How great is that? Uh, talk about Angels. Planet of the Apes, am I right? <laughs> and if you think that the game is being sexist and you're like, well, why are there just men on this team? The Cleveland Indians are all actresses. <laughs> so that's right. You can have Grace Kelly starting in the place of Bob Ojeda. Uh, you also had the great Jose Mesa. Uh, he was uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, Judy Garland was a pitcher. Diana Rigg was playing second base. Uh, wow. And Margaret was on, uh, was I think the catcher and uh, uh, Brigitte Bardot was in the outfield. How great Damn. is that? That's great. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, Jane Russell, the Cleveland Indians, 1994. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a really bizarre idea for a team. I really think it would be better if the players actually look like the people they were supposed to be. That would be way oh, more entertaining. I mean, to be sure. But the fact that just that they like snuck this much in <laughs> is just so bizarre already. 
But it's just something I just I wish I had had this game because I believe oh. the team I would always have played as as fun as the Red Sox team is, is the team I will mention next time when we come to the third section of Ken Griffey third Jr.'s section, baseball yeah. team. Yeah. Well, what we do still need to cover is the other 1994 games that we played. Yes. Including a game that we had never heard of called the Peacekeepers. Oh, baby. The Peacekeepers. Oh my God. So it's this game where you can, pl- you first pick a character. It's like, you've got four characters, you pick one and Joe picked a guy. I picked a lady and we start. And in the narrative, it's just like, we're here. Things are bad. She's like, I need to avenge my grandfather. And the guy's like, I, you know, oh, these people are chasing me or something. Yeah. It, they have yeah. deep backstories that have to be covered by one sentence. So yeah. he was there, I believe because he was on the run. Yeah. And she was there to avenge her grandfather. And then you're just fighting. You're fist fighting aliens. Yes. Immediately. Immediately. And like you, you test out your buttons and you're like, okay, like my lady can kick and she can do, she can like flip people over and, and you hit one button and you like, she like stuck her fist in the air, but Joe's guy, you hit a button and he stuck out his, his fist. And then he did a thumbs down. Yeah. He would like (laughs) point at somebody like you, you're going down. That's right. Finger, thumb down. (laughs) And I don't, I, and I, when you used this in actual fights, it did like hurt the person. It was a, basically a punch, but I don't understand what the logic was. And I, again, I had never heard of this game, but it's very much like Double Dragon that was for the old Nintendo game. Like it is just this side scrolling thing, but some, every once in a while you have to kind of go up at an angle. Like you're, yep. they're kind of just, but they're just going across and then the screen stops, bad guys come and you punch those bad guys. Yeah. It felt like, do you remember when we were at that beercade and we played like, hours of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, it's a lot like yeah. the arcade it's Teenage Mutant like Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. We also remember we played a lot of the Die Hard game at that yes. beer arcade. And it's kind of yes. it's just the same thing. Like that was just, yeah. you know, like the screen, will, you can move with the screen, the screen will stop, and then you have to fight yeah. all the bad guys that show up there. And then the screen will let yeah. you keep going. The most frustrating part is like when I hit the buttons and there were no, al- no aliens, no one to fight, I could see what my lady could do. And that was all she did. Yeah. Joe, like when he would use his guy, sometimes he would turn into a tornado. And it yeah. was infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could, when you die, there's, you have a, a number of continues and you can come back as other, you can repick guys. And I yeah. used the same guy for the most part. And then at the end, I picked just somebody else just to see. And that guy, for whatever reason, could blow fire out of his mouth. Yeah. He yeah. was fire breathing and maybe not human. I didn't get his backstory because I didn't start with him. Yes. Yes. So we didn't we, know what he was there for. If we had played again, maybe we could have found out why yeah. he was uh, fire breathing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I feel like I don't know how you actually died with him because anyone comes near him and he just breathes fire and then they would like light on fire and fly away. Well, including see, the fact that you could beat each other up, which was very confusing as well. Yeah, it was a hard game to play because if we were both trying to fight the same person, we would invariably start punching each other and your your energy is going down. So it wasn't like this is, you know, uh, causeless yeah. violence like this was actual part of the game. So that didn't help at all. Because you didn't control that guy, you probably wouldn't realize when he was blowing fire and he would kind of go in both directions. I wasn't controlling that. That was just what he did. Oh, so he would blow like to the left and then to the right and then back to the left. But when he did that, other people could run up and then punch him. Oh, got it. And so that's why the fire breathing didn't always uh, didn't always yeah. work. Yeah, so, it was a shame. But yeah. um, it was a pretty it's a pretty weird game. It's pretty wacky. I don't understand what the where how they were peacekeepers because no. all they did was violence. Yes. It was nonstop violence. Peacekeepers disagree. They kept running into people who would then tell them stories about how there was like genetic mutations in this lab and it was getting out of hand. And then that guy, I believe, turned into a mutant and you had to kill him. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would run into people, and those people, all at least at first, always recognized Joe's character. They're always like, hey, Al. And Al was like, hey, what's going on? But never my character. And then when they saw them, this didn't seem to matter, because then they would still want to fight. Yeah. And we were still confusing. forced to murder that person. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. we did. So we couldn't get the backstory of uh, the Peacekeepers. Um, no. I feel like it might have been based on, like, a, t a TV show we never saw or a movie that uh, didn't wasn't popular. Maybe, <laughs> like maybe it was like maybe. a Canadian TV show. Yeah, or, good call. Yeah, and like, so all of the backstory you would already need was there. And then they were like, hey, pick up this game. Because, you know, again, like, I, these games are just games that the Super Nintendo put out in 94. Not necessarily popular games or yeah. even games they put out in America. These are just games. Yeah. So, yeah. who knows? Peacekeepers could be like the biggest thing ever in Ontario. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I I, I was figuring you were going to pivot oh. to more baseball. Yeah, I figured, I know that you're just waiting because you're just anticipating and excited. I am actually. You know, for a very brief period of time, well, I don't know if I'd say very brief. We supported the Cubs for a while since we lived in Chicago. Not anymore. Uh, not really so much anymore. They, they, they got a little too Trumpy and it just got a little gross. Yep. But, and honestly, after they won the World Series, it, I, I wasn't into them enough to care beyond that. Like that was fun that that happened. Yeah. I'm glad I lived here through that, but yeah. I, I don't, you know, I already had a team that I liked and had gone through this whole process of never winning and then winning. So that was enough, but I certainly wouldn't say that I'm a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals who, you know, the Red Sox had to keep playing in the world series at one point and you know, they're the Cubs rival and whatever. However, yeah. if I was to play Ken Griffey Jr.'s major league baseball, I would definitely play as the St. Louis Cardinals because that team is made up of a bunch of fun old comedians, uh, including this group who you could use to pitch. Uh, you could use uh, Mo, Larry, Curly, <laughs> Shemp. Uh, you could you could bring out you could bring out Lenny Bruce. Oh my god! Uh, they got other. I mean, it's it's wall to wall legends. They got Red Fox, Milton Berle, uh, Fatty Arbuckle, and then in the lineup, the everyday lineup. You can play weirdly as Groucho, Harpo, Zeppo, but not Chico. <laughs> Chico, Why not, not Chico? invited. Oh, like, poor Chico. What is that? Like, they've got Zeppo in this game? Come on. <laughs> Todd Zeal is Zeppo? That's not fun. Wait, can you play as Gummo? No, Gummo's not here either. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe they were just like, well, if we can't use all five, we're only going to use three. And, they're, and not the big three. We're using Zeppo. Yeah. Uh, but you get Laurel and Hardy are in this game. Buster Keaton, Lou Costello, uh, Jackie Gleason is on the bench. <laughs> That's how deep this team is. Burns and Allen are both on the bench. <laughs> Richard Pryor is on the bench. Unbelievable. I, I, but in this my is mind, it's a bunch of guys who are like in a room and they're trying to name it. And they're like, okay, we know comedians, like old comedians. Okay, they're just rattling them off. But it's in, like it came out in 94. So they had to be developing this game in 92, 93, right? Yeah. Maybe they don't have access to an encyclopedia. Maybe they just can't remember the third Marx brother. Who's the it's Italian Groucho, one? And it's Harpo. And I think one is like, I don't know, Zeppo. But isn't there another? Who's the Italian one? Don't know. Can't remember. Move on. <laughs> you know what? Forget him. Ah, poor Chico. Ah. Yeah. So I, but again, this is, I mean, this is the most fun team in the game to be sure. But yeah. for me personally, but if you're a real fan of, of punk rock, there are three different punk rock teams comprising a lot of people who I don't recognize. A few people I do, but uh, not a ton. Uh, there's a team just of presidents. Yes. Uh, there's The Baltimore team is real fun. The Baltimore Orioles team 
is mostly made up of people connected to John Waters movies. <laughs> Because John Waters is from Baltimore. So it's either like names of his movies. Like there's there's P. Flamingo. There's uh, M. Maniac. You know, there's C. Baby. Uh, there's T. Turnblad for Tracy Turnblad. There's a John Waters character. Sure. Uh, there's M. Trasho for Mondo Trasho. Like it's a really, it's a really specific thing. Yeah. And it's just really, I think it's a really clever thing. In a game that has really broad stuff. Like, you know, they'll have there's teams of writers and teams of you know famous djs or whatever but to have the team that's all the john waters team i think is is kind of wonderful and and the teams that were the mystery teams aren't even that interesting because like if there was anything famous people would have figured it out right it would have been whatever like the detroit tigers team is just motown singers and even random ones like there's a team of just characters from the british show coronation street (laughs) which is i think a soap opera but like what was this why is that a thing like that's the one tv show like that seems odd but no like the florida marlins nobody knew what that was and it turned out that those were all uh classmates of the person who created the game when he was a kid and so just (laughs) random names another team that was what just a mystery for a long time was the montreal expos who were still a team back then if you'll remember from the uh baseball humbug episode yep and they were all made up of musicians local to Manchester, England. <laughs> so That's so random. Yeah, not exactly household names on that team. There uh, was one team. The Toronto Blue Jays were another mystery for a long time. And it turned out that this lineup of people were uh, members of the Wigan Warriors rugby team, which is i guess a team in england there's a couple english so there must have been like one british guy in the development group (laughs) and he was bringing a lot to the team names because there's a bunch of things that are just specific to that and uh yeah it's it's pretty wild but i do i do really enjoy it i'm just gonna grab one of the writers teams real quick just for for all the for all the literature fans out there oh the oakland athletics uh feature such luminaries as ezra pound sylvia plath is a pitcher sure uh, Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, uh, Faulkner, Mark Twain. Uh, Flo Bear is playing left field. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I do really enjoy uh, I really enjoy that. And part of me thinks we need to track down a Super Nintendo. I've tried to find uh, emulator versions of this game that have the, the character names, and they don't seem to exist. I found, like, a, a playable version of this online, but it doesn't have any of the player names. Oh. just the game and just teams. And I was like, well, that's not fun. If I can't uh, have Yul Brenner come off the bench to try yeah. to crack home runs, what's the point? Then what's the point, right? All games should be like this. This is an amazing idea. Yeah, I love it. I think this is great. But that is the Ken Griffey. That's, that's what this episode was going to be. Sarah said it's not fun. So instead, we had to play the peacekeepers <laughs> and talk about it a little bit. Okay, but uh, did that not enrich your life? Mm. Did it not did it not spark joy? It sparked joy for me. Ugh. Uh, all right, real quick before we wrap up. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just to cover it, because I think going forward, I don't know when the next time we're gonna loop back to a real serious video game year is. Sure. What uh, what would you say is like your favorite video game? Is it just Mario Kart? Like, do you have a game like the all time that's not like an app, a handheld app game? That's like a, yeah. a console game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We've had, weirdly, you and I have had a lot of consoles over the years, even though we yeah. don't play a ton of video games. Yeah, we have. 
I I wouldn't say it's Mario Kart. I do like Mario Kart, but it gets old. I don't I can't play it for that long. Yeah. Um, I was a big fan of all the Mario games, although as an adult, it's hard because I have less patience for it. But like I've always said Super Mario World, though that that one was my favorite game of all time. Um, although I'm not gonna lie, I probably had the most fun playing Goldeneye. Oh. A friend of mine uh and I used to play it with her brother. We'd go to her house and we'd just play Goldeneye for hours, like where you could have the golden gun, you couldn't have the golden gun. We would play just slaps, like all of those versions of that game. That was so fun. I yeah. really liked that game. We had some knockoff version of a James Bond game for the PlayStation 2. Remember when we would play the, where you have to shoot each other? You're running yeah, around those yeah. rooms. Yeah. And I remember yeah, that. That's, that's that was kind of from Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the thing about Goldeneye is you could find the golden gun. And like yeah. if you found the golden gun, that was like the thing or, yeah. Sure. Uh, was, yeah. 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 That game was very fun. Nice. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, it's weird because again, like, I, again, I mostly played sports games for a long time, but then like you and me had games that we played a lot, which I thought were fun. Simpsons Road Rage for the PlayStation 2 is still yes. like the most fun game. Like, that game's so fun. It's super repetitive after a point, but as far as just a crazy driving, crashing into things game, that it's game a great game. I'm afraid of the future. Yeah. Um, and we played that a lot. Um, yeah. Muppet Race Mania was similar to that. Muppet Race Mania is too fast. Yeah, but the design of the game is wonderful. There's all the, there's all these different uh, tracks Muppet that are based games. in different Muppet movies, so that's really yeah. fun. And then, yeah, into recent years, uh, you know, I play a lot of the I play a lot of Rockstar games, so it's just those like open world, yeah, running around doing stuff type things. So I, I don't even know if you count those as like a game. Like <laughs> I've been playing Bully for four years. <laughs> And just I just have him skateboard around and punch people like I don't know. Yeah, honestly, like we've been playing Luigi's Mansion forever. We're almost done with it, and yeah. that game is super fun. Like yeah. that's a really fun game. And that's like Luigi's Mansion three or something, right? Are there other Luigi's Mansions? I have no idea. Like what the no platform were the other ones for? Yeah, yeah. great question. I have no idea because three is really fun. Oh, it's so fun! It's yeah. so fun. All right. Well, you know what we're gonna do for the outro? What we're gonna read some more names. Oh my god. Something I think everybody has come to enjoy over the, our time here together. Pitching options for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you can bring out Margot Kidder, Patsy Klein, Ed Sullivan. Well, thanks for listening, Werner everyone. Herzog, I don't Yvonne know if it was a mistake to tell Joe that we couldn't just talk Minnesota? about this game for the entire episode. Jimi Hendrix? Jimmy he really Hendrix. loves it, and I feel George bad. I want to be supportive, but come That's on. Cool. He would have just done this for the whole episode. Uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, you can hear him going in the background. He's going to go as long as you let him go. He'll just keep listing names. Anyway, thanks for listening. Appreciate you coming. Hope you like this better than just a list of names from a video game. Thanks, guys. Jimmy Bond. They have the prisoner. It's just T prisoner. Who's that? Oh, so many of these teams. Ian Fleming is a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, so is Zane Gray. Lee Ving, who was uh, a punk rocker, but also played Mr. Body in the Clue movie. He's a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's Oral Hershiser.